the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, joining me once again is my partner in crime, it's Matt. Hey mate, listen, COVID might cancel Spurs, but it's not going to cancel this podcast. No, no, <laughs> but I mean, it, it, it nearly bloody did. How are you feeling? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling all right. Not great, obviously, but I'm, I'm on the mend, you know. But uh... well, I, wanna, um, I, I hope you don't mind me bringing this up on the podcast, but you are currently uh, positive with <sighs> the COVID, COVID-19 virus. Mm-hmm. And i got to be honest with you, mate, you're showing me up because <laughs> I got COVID and was off the podcast for weeks and really unwell. You've got it, and you're showing up to work, and you're making me look bad. Sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm upset by this. I've done lots of research. It affects people very differently. I have, I have hundreds of examples here to justify my illness, <laughs> and I wish you not to show me up. Um, we got a lot of uh, a fair few emails and messages last week about um, the fact that you weren't your usual positive self. Um, and when I said to you in the week, I'd like you to be more positive by next week, week I didn't mean COVID. Positive. Yeah, yeah, I took it the wrong way, didn't I? And when all of us fans went, oh, things are finally looking up at Tottenham, everything there is really positive. We again did not mean for the COVID test to be positive. What the hell? <laughs> I saw one of my favourite tweets quite simply went, we can never have nice things. <laughs> it's just like, every everything you could ever possibly imagine with this club. It's like, there's never a dull week. There's never just routine, it has to be a drama or anything. Conte's in, you can see his management's working, you can see the players are buying into it and are starting to really get into the groove and wallop. <laughs> do, do you know what I was thinking, Sam? The Amazon documentary, I know they're following the, the goonbags yeah. this year, aren't they? They, they must, are, yeah, They must yeah. be thinking, why don't we just do another Spurs season? Imagine to what to be doing. honest with you, I imagine at the end of season one, they went to Daniel Levy and went, look, we could just make this at a running series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just going to rename it All or Nothing Tottenham. We're just going to name it Spurs. Spurs, yeah. Just <laughs> it's every a season. Brand new, a brand new series, <laughs> Fly the Wall documentary every year. <laughs> Uh, I gotta be honest. After that one year of having the cameras there, I think they were happy for them to be gone. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I bet Amazon were thinking, seriously, this club is gold. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> we, we arrived to film you. You sack your manager, who everybody loves. You bring in Jose, which is hilarious for us. And then the pandemic strikes the world. It's one of those things, isn't it? Where you know they say, "Is it truth stranger than fiction?" And they must, they must look at it and think, "Look, we'd never be able to write this. You know, no, we'd never be able to." No. Right, this and this stuff is happening every season yeah. with Spurs, you know. Absolutely bonkers. <laughs> and this season, just you know, it's no different. We appoint, we interview about ten managers, then appoint the thirteenth choice. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, the players don't react great, and it doesn't work. And then we go after the one of the top managers in the game currently who was out of work. It's mad. This club is absolutely mental, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, and we're only we're only a couple of points off the top four, so it just shows you. What, like... is, what is that about? <laughs> I, I do um I do think that's a great point as well about kind of levels. We've discussed it before about you know the levels that teams are at, and you're kind of um what you think is important and everything and i remember when we were in the 90s and in the doldrums we'd pick up like a result against the scum or anybody and i'd be celebrating like it was a trophy Mm -hmm. and whereas arsenal you know 
only won one trophy that season and they're all disappointed. Yeah. Levels. Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny how that has changed because I've got Gooners going on about how they're the best team in the league and are going to be top four and they're dominating this year and we're all moaning like hell that crap we are. We're like next to each other. We're bothering. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like there's, there's, we're all hacked off and angry and they're over the moon with like a dog with multiple penises and yeah it's uh but we're we're but not only we're above them we've got a game in it i know it's still early days but oh, no. it just shows you doesn't it it's mad it's <laughs> mad i mean we're about to have another game in hand as well so so this is the latest as we record this it is quarter past nine on thursday the 9th of december year of our lord 2021 um and as of right this minute, the game this evening, the Europa League tie against the Rennes, is cancelled, not postponed, and it's an important distinction. <laughs> we just said nope. <laughs> um, initially, last night, because Tottenham made the announcement, initially all the press and even me on Spurs News wrote the word postponed. And then someone read the Tottenham press release again and went, hang on a minute. It doesn't say postponed, it just says Tottenham have called it off. So everyone quickly revised things, went to Rens for comment, went to UEFA for comment. UEFA said they're monitoring the situation closely. And Rens went, you bastards! <laughs> <laughs> We've just arrived in London! What can you tell us before we took plane yeah. off? <laughs> <laughs> no, it just makes me laugh. Yeah. The best thing is one of them, one of the Rens fans like was on the Tottenham post going, oh, why did you have to wait after we travelled all that way? Mate, if I go and watch Tottenham, I've got a further journey than you had. Shut up. <laughs> it took an hour. It took you guys an hour on the play. It takes me nearly four. Enjoy your holiday in London. Go out for the night. Yeah, I know. But put a mask on, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're in North London, definitely. Um, mate, it's mad. It's absolutely mad. This story's been developing for days. Like, uh, So basically, Emerson Royale missed the game at the weekend through illness. And the minute anyone's missing a game through illness now, everyone goes, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> um, <Yeah. clears throat> so rumours circulate. But the thing is, that happens. So it, I, I kind of ignored it. Uh, by Sunday night, the rumours had intensified and people were getting named by you know, this source and that source. Oh, they've tested positive. By Monday, it was pretty clear we did have positive tests at the club. But what happens is the protocols are all doing lateral flows. If they go positive... You know, they, they isolate and wait for the PCR. So the club obviously weren't going to announce anything because they've had it in the past. Like with Sonny return, they had false positives. It wasn't that. <laughs> it is a full-on outbreak at Hotspur Way. And as of right now, like I said, quarter past nine in the morning, there are ten players who have tested positive with PCR confirmation and an additional six that have had or are awaiting PCR confirmation of a positive lateral flow. Now, if that is confirmed on PCR today, then we have met the UEFA rule for postponement of that game. So in theory, UEFA should allow us to rearrange the fixture. I don't think they're going to, though. I don't know about you, but I've got a feeling we're out. I think they're going to make us forfeit. If, if, if they do... If it does go to a rearrangement, 
mm. and it has to be. I'm, under, I'm I'm of the understanding that it has to be played before the end of the year, the calendar year. Yeah, yeah. Where would they fit in anyway? No, no, no clue because France has a has a break as well. Yeah. So unless Rennes were willing to play in their break, which by the way it would appear they're not, it would appear that they've. I mean, it's quite a it's quite a clever way of making sure you go through, I guess. By kicking up like crazy, oh these Tottenham swine huns, you know the mm. the pig dogs, they cancelled on us. Um, I'm using every joke from a lower low there. If anyone's old enough, <laughs> um, you know, and and they've cancelled on us, so it's not our fault. We travelled. We're heroes. Look at them, UEFA. Um, it's kind of a nonsense because I can't imagine there's one player in that Rens team who fancied going up against a team that's basically COVID riddled. Yeah, of course. You know, it's it's mad. So they wouldn't have wanted to play the game. They, they'd have wanted to go, uh, no, thank you. Um, I've got Christmas coming up. I don't mm. want to run that risk. Mm. They've got their winter break. So these players would like to be going away healthy, I'm sure. So it's, it's kind of a madness. It's kind of like a political posturing thing of shouting your head off in the hope that UEFA turn around and go, yeah, Tottenham, you shouldn't have called the game off. Therefore, you're in breach, it's forfeit, and Tottenham are out. You know, Wrens go through happy, and it's it's all a bit of a nonsense. So, what, what do you what what would your feelings be if if by the looks of things, it does look like we forfeit the game and we're we're out of the competition? Um, I gotta be honest with you, it's been a difficult competition for me to watch because I find the players attitude towards it really frustrating I, I think I said it last week they are acting like a group of players who believe this competition's beneath them and they're too good for it that could well be the case for a number of them but for me your attitude should be I'm too good for this competition so I'm going to bloody prove it by winning it yeah I, not mm. just dropping out yeah no I get that I did see I don't know if you saw uh, <clears throat> excuse me mate did you see the um interview with um, Ben Davis recently yeah when he was did, talking yeah. this was the one when he was talking about um, when Nuno played a completely different eleven. yeah yeah and he said it had that we felt like we were the B team like we were the yeah. inferior team yeah and it's no, really interesting it's really interesting because from a psychological point of view that would affect you if you're thinking, well, we're we're clearly not the we're not we're the lesser mm. of the important elevens. It would, but but yeah. then but then then from a psychological point of view, like you said, why wouldn't it have then made them think, look, I don't want to be in this second eleven. I want to be in the first no. eleven. Let's show the manager that I'm not I'm too good for this second eleven. You know? <clears throat> yeah, I, I think it's I think again it's it's down to man management and down to communication because I think most managers will rotate for. Uh, against a lesser side in the cup, and and you know this is without being a horrible, we really should be deeming the teams we play against as teams were, uh, with the nicest possible way. If we drew a championship team in the FA Cup, you'd possibly expect not all of our first team to start that game. Possibly there'd be a couple of genius squad players getting games. I deem Rens a championship team. I deem, you know, the team from uh, with the other side being a team from, you know, League One or League Two. Mm. So, really, you would expect that. But what you want to do, and the way as a manager you want to communicate it is, right, you're getting a game Thursday night, and I want you to show me why you should be in the team Sunday. 
I think what Ben Davis was getting at was there was no chance of that happening and Nuno made it clear. Like they literally went there to play that game as a separate squad that was training separately because the first team squad and the bench they kept behind to train for Sunday. Mm. And that, you know, do you see what I mean? That's yeah, like, yeah. That is a big difference. I almost felt like that could have been Nuno's nail in the coffin, by the way. I know the result and the substitution and the fans turned on me in the stadium, but I, I do almost feel like that disharmony in the squad was kind of like the final the final thing that made everyone go, oh, this isn't good. Well, that, well, that was that was the thing, wasn't it? Because he did that to to rest the team for Sunday, which which yeah. was the Man United game, and we ended up getting tonked by Man United, or Saturday, we ended up getting tonked by Man United. So, And that was his last game, wasn't it? I yeah. can remember. So it was really, really the final nail in the coffin. It really is. Yeah. Um, update then. This, this is weird because we're recording this in the morning and we're going to put this out uh, in a few hours' time. So people listening to this will possibly already be aware of this as I'm doing it as breaking news. <laughs> so apologies. Um, UEFA have now issued a statement. Uh, and in the statement it says they are working with the two clubs to find a new date. Oh, interesting. Yes, that is interesting. Um, that would suggest to me that we've submitted evidence to them that shows that we are in the threshold for a game being postponed. Well, we must have. We must have enough. Because like, if you're saying, you said there's 10 at the moment confirmed. Yeah. And we don't know what's been confirmed today, do we? So Exactly, yeah. It's, it's bad, man. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a mess. It's bad. And, and I also <laughs> want to say something as well. And uh, Me and you talk a lot about comment sections on social media a lot. And generally, it can be quite trash. Now, one of the subject matters over the last 18 months, vaccines, the virus in general, and people's attitudes towards it and stuff. I, on, On the Spurs news page especially, there is a variety of opinions on this subject. And I've never really engaged on it because I've always thought to myself, do you know what? I have my opinion. I have things that I know to be fact, I have things that I know to be false, but engaging on this subject is a no-win situation, almost like engaging on politics. Or religion, yeah. Yeah, it's like there's a no-win situation on this. You have your opinion that is so ingrained, it's not going to do it. And I've got got to hold my hands up, this week I I snapped. (laughs) And the reason why I snapped is because when you, if you watch the press conference of Antonio Conte from yesterday, it's about 10-15 minutes of a guy who looks genuinely upset at the situation he's been put in. And just some of the words, just like, for example, some of the words is, this is this is a deadly virus that has killed millions worldwide. Any other work environment where there is an outbreak, people would be self-isolating at home. We are being forced to continue working and I'm being forced to be here with you to prepare for a game that, in my opinion, should not be going ahead. You know, players' health, the health of their family. He talks about the fact that a lot of these players have got young children at home. Yeah. Look, I appreciate that a lot of people are thinking, well, you know, well, the youngsters don't get it too bad. Well, would you, you know, if you've got a young baby at home, do you want to run the risk of giving that kid COVID? Yeah, completely. Of course yeah. you don't. Why? Yeah. You know, even if every doctor in the world says to you, "Yeah, you know, it should should be fine." What well, the shit should be is the bit I wouldn't like. Also, with young kids, they can have health conditions no one even has a clue about yet. You know, and all of a sudden, COVID kicks in, and <clears throat> you, it's just why would you want to run that risk? Nobody would. No parent would. No one would. And yet, I see this, and I and then I see the comments. 
one comment said they should all just put their boots on and play, like basically insinuating they're all being wimps. Ridiculous, isn't it? Actually, ridiculous. I just, I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, the fun, the worst thing is though, is like that comment is so ridiculous. I'm looking at it going, ha, it must be a joke. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, that must be someone messing about because surely no one having had 18 months of this can have this in their brains that all these people have died and this virus should just be treated as the common cold. That's, that's horse shit, man. That's, that's ridiculous. And I just can't get my head around. Now, maybe because I mean, I've not gone into detail on this, but I will say it now. I was hospitalized with this thing and I generally had a good few days where I thought I wasn't going to leave that hospital. I was ill. And to see people just downplay it like this is, I don't know, man, it just pisses me off. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the thing, because, like, um, people kind of, their perceptions are almost sometimes just what they, what their own situation. So, for example, I'll give you an example with me, for example, right? So, yeah. I'm here, here I am, I'm at home with yeah. it. I've got my two children that are both tested positive and I caught it off my daughter funny enough. Little you monkey. Are, little bloody kids, mate. Bet you this. They are. But, yeah, but biz- bizarrely, my wife, my wife is negative. Right? Yes. And the reason why, well, say the reason why, we're, we're trying to speculate because it's ridiculous yeah. that she is negative because we're all in this, this small well, exactly, house together. Yeah. But she she literally had a booster, a third booster jab uh, about yeah. three or four weeks ago and we're thinking yeah. that may have just been what stopped well, it must be what has done that little bit just to, yeah just to stop it yeah completely track, yeah. yeah but but I could go I could I could go look oh well I'm, I seem to be fairly alright I mean it feels like I've just had the flu and my kids are alright yeah. so what's everyone moaning about this Covid for you know yeah, you know and, exactly, and I think yeah. people have this that they'll just they see their own little world and judge everything on their own little world Instead yeah. of, like you say, looking out there and realising that millions of people have died, you know, and, and yeah. people like yourself and lots of hundreds of thousands of other people have, have been in really serious situations in hospital, you know, but but I, I just don't think people, there's so many people out there that I just think don't have, they, they can't grasp it almost because yeah. it's not in their well, in their bubble, you know. The, the, the conversation I had with someone the other day, and, he, and I, I went back and forwards on this, he said, well, the players should be fine, you know, they're fit, healthy. I said, yeah, you're right, the, the odds are each one of these players should recover pretty well from it. But, you know, lots of fit and healthy people have, you know, really got quite ill for this. And also, think about the situation happened at the Euros. A very fit and healthy Christian Eriksen went into that, that tournament. The guy basically died on the pitch mm. for an undiagnosed condition, which, you know, thankfully he didn't. Wonderfully, he's now going to, you know, they've helped him, corrected this issue. But there could well be players in that squad with undiagnosed conditions that no one knows about that COVID's about to have a very serious impact on. Nobody knows. Mm. You don't know. No. And the attitude of this person I was talking with just went, yeah, well, you know, if people have got underlying health conditions, of course it's going to be bad for them. But, you know, you can't, you can't, you know, live your life for them. I'm thinking, well, <laughs> with the greatest respect in the world, how unempathetic or how <laughs> unfeeling are you? Mm. What, we just sacrifice... What we just like? Oh yeah, that person's got an underlying health condition, so fuck them. Yeah, yeah. No, what, what? Where did that come from? Where is this kind of attitude come from? I, I, I don't get it, and it, it's quite. I don't know. I, I think again because of my personal experience, I find it quite upsetting. I, I read through these comments just like one after the other, and I'm like, you're, you're a Tottenham fan. Surely your first fall. And I've not, by the way, not one comment at all. Did I see initially? And I, I've got to admit, some might be on there now because I have walked away from it. 
anyone going, oh, you know, I hope they're all okay. Yeah. <laughs> no one. Not one person was like, oh, get well soon. Mm. Do you remember when um, Pochettino called it? And I put a post just saying, you know, former Scotland manager Mauricio Pochettino is now in isolation, having caught COVID-19. We wish him, you know, wish him well. I hope he recovers soon. People went fucking mental. In the comment section, people were just going crazy at me. Go, oh, what? What? You're going to put post something if Terry Venables gets a cold next week? <laughs> like, it's not, it's not the same. What are you on? Like, we, and that was like literally, we are in pandemic lockdowns and things. Like, the world has come to a grinding halt, and yet it's still the attitude of, oh bloody, hell, what are you going to do post next week? So it gets to the point where you're like. What do I do here? Do I do I post about this news? Tottenham literally have had one game cancelled, postponed. You know, still unclear. It looks like we've applied to the Premier League to have the Brighton game postponed, which is understandable. <laughs> By the way, it... Brighton had nine players out injured. Brighton must be like, yes, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they've got loads of players out. I know. I'm gutted. They must be over the freaking moon. Like, yeah, yes, please. Yeah, yeah, that's great news. <laughs> Tottenham just showing some sort of form and nine players out injured and then Tottenham get COVID. There's someone at Brighton with a freaking voodoo doll laughing their head off right now. Do, do you know what I was going to say though, Sam, on the subject of uh, people's lack of sympathy uh, yeah. with the players? Yeah. Again, talking of looking at it from a psychological angle, you know, yeah. obviously we see a lot of players get, you know, like Eric Dyer. Funny enough now, everyone's being lovely about Eric Dyer, you know, but yeah, that changed the minute yeah. he misplaces. The there you go, you yeah. know. But but the way he's the way people on social media comment on him and uh, are comment about him and it's like the nasty. It's not just him, obviously, but like a load of mm. you know, if we lose and everyone gets it, and it's almost like I think anyway that football players are almost in a lot of football fans' minds almost dehumanized. Do you, do you know what I mean? I know it's a weird way of saying no, it, no, no, but I they right. they almost don't see them as people. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's like they're, 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 the way they're attacked all the time. Like you'd never walk along the street and just randomly attack people. Like not f- f- physically, obviously, but verbally. Like, no, like, they're, no, like they're attacked. No, no. So when, when when you say that you know we've got all these players that are off, and I, I agree that they they they're in general young, very fit young men. Yeah. So 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 ch- chances Odds are, are. Yep. chances yeah. are they're going to be asymptomatic. But like you say, you don't know. You still want, you kind of want to have a bit of sympathy for them. The fact they've got oh, it, you know, yeah, get get well soon and yeah. have a full recovery, please. <clears throat> but but yeah, but but, if, but people not have not seeing that it's because you know I wonder if it is linked into just this view that so many football fans have of football players, and we wonder if that's anything to do with the money yeah. they earn or the status <clears throat> or. I think it's the money because how many times have me and you seen on there if something happens to a player or they're they're out of form and immediately it's oh they earn enough. Mm. It's like, well, the market is dictated that football players earn that kind of money. Do I think it's right? No. <laughs> Have I? But I, I wouldn't think it was right at 10 grand a week. I think that's nuts for playing football, yeah. let alone 100 grand, 200 grand. But that's, that's where the market is, and it's massive money in football sponsorship and stadiums full of fans that pay a lot of money to go and watch these players. And because of that... These players get paid a lot of money because the fans go to watch them and they pay to watch them. You know, if no fans went, those players wouldn't be getting those wages. But anyway, it's a circle. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, yeah, and I don't understand what they what they expect the football players to do. I mean, like, you know, mm. for example, say like I, 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 I can almost guarantee, right? So you take a cross-section of 100 people that are, are, are football fans that are angry at um, the players and how much they earn, right? Yeah. So you look at what they do. 
I don't know, like build, they're builders or anything, like working in a bank or yeah. whatever they do, right? If if their manager went up to them and went, right, I'm going to pay you 200 grand a week now. Yeah. How many of them go, no, too no, much. No, I don't know. No, I don't thank f- you. No, yeah. don't pay me that. I don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Customer satisfaction around you has been great recently. We're all giving you a pay rise. Oh, no. No, no actually. Last week, I distinctly heard one customer shout that I was useless from, from the back. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I therefore feel that this new contract you're offering me is not suitable. Do you, uh, just as a side note, do you think the lack of abuse going to Eric Dyer at the moment has got anything to do with the last time someone abused him? He went in the stands to kill him <laughs> because I'm on board with this being a new thing for footballers. Like, you know, Dyer, you suck. Row seven, seat fourteen. Take a right? note of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Imagine, imagine that, right? You shout the Dyer, and he looks right at you, just gets like a little pen out of a pocket, writes on his hand the row where you are, and just like nods and goes back to the game. <laughs> yeah. you break yourself. Oh, hello. <laughs> The other thing that I think as well that people sometimes forget is perspective. Like, you know, if you're up in the stand, they all look quite small. Um, I got a mate who's about six foot, he's quite a big kid, and he had a picture taken of Eric Dyer recently. My mate looks tiny next yeah, to him. He's a like Dyer's Dyer's a freaking unit. <laughs> and there's a few of them there that you probably you know, I give Harry Kane a lot of stick at the moment. I probably wouldn't say it to his face. No. no. <laughs> I mean I'd say it and run. Let's face it, he doesn't appear to want to run at the moment. You ain't going to chase me. Here we go. Every week, every week. (laughs) (laughs) My my daughter, um, who has inherited probably because of me, this kind of, oh, Kane doesn't like us anymore, so I don't like him. You know, a really um, mature attitude that I've taken. <laughs> um, and she, she said to me, she said, oh, I was in school and we were all talking about which football team we support and my teacher's a Tottenham fan. And um, he's got a Harry Kane mug. And he said, so I, so I told him that, well, there you go, Kane is a mug. And oh, he sent her out. Oh, he no. sent her out. She had to go outside and count, the, well, count five minutes and then come back. <laughs> And she's like, I don't, I don't get it. I was like, well, some Tottenham fans are very defensive of him. I said, and then there's me. I was going to say, you're going you're to have to take the blame for that, I think, Sam. Oh, oh, I take the blame for most things she does wrong, to be honest with you. She she gets wonderful grades, and like she's a really hard-working little girl who's great. She says something to someone, and it goes wrong. It's all she gets that from her father. <laughs> and what makes it worse is they're right they're right yeah. <laughs> there's no denying it whatsoever everything she does i go ooh, yeah that's difficult for me to be critical of <laughs> sorry about that yeah um so yeah i mean that made me laugh but um i, I don't know what else to say on this really i I think I struggle with it because I can respect people having different opinions on things, and I, I genuinely can. Like one of my one of my friends is someone who has not got vaccinated and hasn't had her two kids vaccinated because she's generally fearful of this vaccine. She, in her mind, it's rushed and she's fearful of it and she wants to wait. Now I don't agree with that, but I can respect it. That's that's her opinion. That's her view. It's her family. It's her choice. And I'm the same with that with everybody. You know, I got my opinion. That I'm going to do for me, my family, whatever. You got yours. That's fine. And and we could argue about. It, but there's no point. You know, that's that's how you feel. And I I don't think it's my place to force my view on anyone in any subject matter. But I do find it frustrating with the people that just spout crap. Does that make sense? Like she, she's made the decision based on that, and she's made it, and she's openly admitted it's because I'm a bit fearful of it. That's fine. Okay, whatever. That's fine. 
But then it's the people that spout the absolute nonsense that I, I don't get. And we've had that in our comment section about COVID now. Where one guy who I engaged with was just going on about how the tests aren't real. Yeah, well, there's too many too many tests being done. That's all the problem is. Oh, for God's sake. I'm like, wasn't, that, wasn't that Trump's logic, wasn't it, when like he was complaining? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the reason, yeah, <laughs> yeah testing too many people. Yeah, this, this is the problem. Oh, COVID numbers are up because we're testing more, and everyone's like, "Well, yeah, it means we know. It doesn't mean those numbers didn't exist before you tested them. It means it's like, are, are you really saying the words that are coming out of your mouth? Do you know that Pratt's back on the campaign trail? And by the way, if you're listening to this and you're pro-Trump. You ain't going to enjoy this podcast going somewhere else because <laughs> no. the guy's a thunder cunt. He probably is, not And so he's back on the campaign trail in the US. <laughs> this is going off on a tangent, never mind. Um, and he gave a speech, like his first kind of war cry, and he basically used a double negative to describe himself. So in essence, he stood there in front of all the people and said he was the worst president ever right. because he said, um, I am not not a president or something like that. And so everyone listened and went, he didn't stutter. He meant to say that. He literally just stood up in front of this whole auditorium and said, I am not a good president. Gordon yeah, so it all got written up and <clears throat> apparently it's fake news. Despite the video and the recording and him actually saying it. <coughs> it wasn't him. It wasn't, no. it, wasn't what, it wasn't what he said. That's not what he said. Well, here's the video of him saying it. Please listen and tell us if that's what he said. No, it's your fake news. Do you know what I'll say with the, with the, vac- with the vaccines? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, uh, I appreciate what you're saying that uh, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, and they are. Right? Yeah. I, I'm, I, I do appreciate that. So yeah. you can't force your opinion on someone else. No. The only thing that I find frustrating is that it appears. And uh, look, don't get me wrong. I'm not. You know, I, I, I. So me personally, right? I will trust the experts. Okay. Yeah. So if you've got 100 scientists and 99 of those scientists are saying this is safe and then you've got one scientist that says oh i'm not quite sure let me have a look into it a bit more instead of grabbing onto that one and going well there you go look there's one expert who's not quite sure i'd rather listen to the 99 that are telling you it's fine well it's it's called confirmation bias yeah so basically if i go onto the internet and i type in are chickens gay i will find an expert somewhere that tells me in an article that they believe chickens are homosexual and therefore, I have just confirmed my opinion. And that is called confirmation bias. There could be 50,000 other articles on the internet going, that guy's mental. No, they're not. But it doesn't matter mm. because I've gone online. I found the article that I was searching for, which, by the way, I have searched for directly by typing in this. And it has found it. Therefore, I am now correct. And this was the, 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 the conversation I had with this guy about tests. He's like, well, leading scientists in the world have said that the tests don't work. No, they haven't. Mm. <laughs> there are scientists and there are research out there who say that they don't think the tests are up to the standard they should be and we need better testing. That's true. That is true what they've said. And all along, the testing that they've said is like 80 to 90%. It's PCR is higher. So that's why you have the lateral flow and then you get it confirmed by PCR. If you're, if you're positive on both, then you've got a very high probability that it is correct. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> that's not right because he's typed in an article, is testing wrong and some scientist with a cool lab coat and a doctor in front of it. 
they, they um they've done experiments like this on on things where people have actually created a whole thing, like used um stock photos of a doctor, created a whole persona for this doctor, created a website and just written crazy ass things. And people have used it. Like, even newspapers have quoted this doctor in articles. Say, oh, you know, this doctor said that COVID virus could have originated in badgers in Basildon. <laughs> and people are like, well, there's a doctor saying it. Yeah. So, you know, oof, there you go. It's confirmation bias. It's yeah. nonsense. And like you just said, if you've got a situation where the vast majority agree, yeah, this is the right course, here are the risks, but we think this is the right thing to do... Then it comes down to you as a person. Like I, my my daughter getting a vaccine. There was an article the day before, like literally the day before she's due to get it. She's thirteen. An article saying that in some kids her age who have had COVID in the last however long, which unfortunately she has, because she gave it to me. Little shit. <laughs> um, said that they're getting a uh, inflammation of the heart. That as a parent is like whoa what. <laughs> I don't what hang on let me let me what the hell mm-hmm. this is the day before studio this is a BBC article on the website when I read the actual article beyond that headline the actual article says um, seven cases out of 18 million no fatalities easily treated and so basically the odds of it happening from this vaccine is the same as being struck by lightning there you go yeah I let my kid go outside I don't ever get to the door and go, oh, no, dark cloud, you ain't going anywhere, could get it by lightning. Nobody lives their life like that. Yeah. And that's what I had to say to myself. I literally had to say this to myself because my initial reaction as a parent was like, nope, <laughs> mm. no way. But I had to stop, I had to read it. I had to take the moment to go, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> I let her outside to play, you know, let her ride a, you know, thunderstorms with a kite. No, I don't do that. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it, it, you've got to kind of look at these things and, and kind of weigh it up and make your own decisions. And that's the thing as well, Sam. Like you know, this this, this is the thing about it. So you're, we're, you know, we 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 weighing up the risks of having the vaccine, yeah. but by not yeah. having it, you know, you, yeah. you look at if 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 and and again, I don't want this country, or I don't want this world to go Orwellian and and everyone being forced to do something. Oh, right? no, I don't want that. So, so that's not what I'm saying. But at the same time. If if everyone just gone, if everyone just thought, look, okay, look, there's very very minimal to no risk of, of you know ridiculously small risk of, of anything happening. Yeah. If I had a needle put in my arm for a couple of seconds, uh, uh, but then and then if everyone did that, then we wouldn't have all these different variants. These variants no. wouldn't exist. It, it, we'd probably have got rid of it by now, you know. Yeah. But it, and no. that's and that's the frustrating thing. It's the frustrating thing that it's it's, it's it's people are allowed to have their opinions. I get that, and people are allowed to go uh, to listen, to read what they like and believe what they like. I understand all of that, but I just find it so frustrating that we could be in such a different place if yeah. less people believed crap. Do you know what I mean? I appreciate this is Spurs podcast, and I will take us back there very quickly, but I do think that we live in an information age, and, and I've kind of scoffed a fair few times about it, sort of along the lines of people's phones have got smarter, and unfortunately they've gone the other way. So basically you've got all this information at your fingertips, and like I mentioned about confirmation bias, like if you've got a fear and you go online and you research that fear, you're going to find people that agree with you. And suddenly, by having people that agree with you, your 
yeah, right, okay, I'm right. You know, you, you're then you're you're by it's confirmed. You know, because mm. so and so agrees with me, and that guy's a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so that kind of happens, and and I think uh, the problem we've got in this country, and I can only speak to this country for a moment, is our trust in politicians was destroyed by the expenses scandal all those years ago, and I don't think we have ever fully recovered the trust in politicians in this country. And the biggest problem is that on a regular basis they do stuff or something comes out that reminds you that you can't trust them. Mm. <laughs> and because of that, when it's them who have to act as a government to stand up to us and go, right, this is what's going on, this is how we're going to fix it, trust us, of course there's going to be a lot of people that go, no, <laughs> why would we trust you? You're all lying in your own pockets, you're telling us to do one thing and doing something else yourselves. Why should we trust you? And that is the issue, the erosion of confidence. In the, in the ye olden days, people respected the authority of the land because they trusted them. They were probably just as bad back then, but there wasn't a 24-hour press media to expose them. Mm-hmm. So they they would listen. Like, you know, if if in the 1930s, World War Two's going on, and they said, right, everyone turn your lights out every night because otherwise you're going to get blown up, everyone did it. Yeah, of course. Now it's like, have this injection where you could die. No! never (laughs) i don't trust you god Mm. you're you're in league with the pharmaceutical companies aren't you uh yeah anyway right right well well, we had to talk about covid you know it's a big part of the podcast this week so we have got a little bit sidetracked however i i do think this is a perfect time to bring us back to kind of spurs news bring us back to everything and we've talked about covid and you know we're, we're gonna park that now we're done This is the perfect time to talk about shaving your testicles. It's holiday season and that means there are stockings to be stuffed and elves to be cuffed. Well today's sponsor Manscaped.com has gone global with the tools that guarantee you will score under the tree and the mistletoe. Manscaped is the leader in men's below the waist grooming and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. And if my math's correct, that's almost but almost exactly 8 million balls. Get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with code SNPOD. So that is the Manscaped promo, pre-recorded, as people might have been able to tell. It's the Christmas promo. Matt, you had a product arrive from Manscaped this past week, finally, because I finally got around to sending it to you. (laughs) Have you had a chance to have a play with it? Yet? I haven't had a chance to whack my weeds because I've not been too yeah. well. But no, no, <laughs> I will stop. I, I, I do think we will clarify: the weed whacker is a nose hair, nose hair trimmer. Is it ear hair as well? I think it is. It is, yeah. It looks quite a good product. Yeah. It's, it's quite, it's quite a. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, it feels like really well expensive made. to hold. You know, I'm like. <laughs> there's a joke there there's definitely a joke there uh yeah yeah you're right uh I, i've got one premium um, that's the word i was looking for do, do you what age by the way did you finally sort of look at hairs coming out your nose and go oh bloody hell mm, my late 30s mate which i don't know where yeah, you're kind of getting to now you yeah, know well no i'm i turned 39 in january and so i think it was during lockdown, I was like looking at myself in the mirror. I went, "What the living hell is going on with my nose?" 
It's been, it's been a dark time, to be honest. There's young people listening to this going, what? And there's people older going, ha, 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 in your face. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not not fun. But yeah, the Weed Whacker does a really good job, actually, because previously I was sort of razor blade, sort of trying to angle, trying to, you know, basically pluck them out, which, by the way, will bring a tear to your eye pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, don't do not do that. My, my, These my, things are rooted. My poor father-in-law, every time he gets a, a bout of the sneezes, is because he's mm. picked a nose hair, and then my mother-in-law will be like, have you been take, picking nose, nose hair? Like you're <laughs> so it's a giveaway. So may, maybe, maybe... I Love I, that. I've now re- realised his Christmas present... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the weed whacker! And if you want to get him a weed whacker, SN Pod twenty percent off and free shipping. Fantastic! We are great at that. We're like the best promotion people for them ever. He says, laughing to himself. Uh, we've got that deal till January. Anyone else? If you've got a company and you wish to sponsor this podcast, get in touch because we're basically whores. We'll do anything for money or products, <laughs> as this is proven. <laughs> We, we, we wasn't making any money on OnlyFans, was we? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not making as much as we thought we would. Laura made it look so easy. <laughs> since, since I've had mine, there's like zero subscribers, and yeah. they keep asking me to remove the page. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you get emails from them going, "Please stop posting content. You're killing us." That's rude. Very rude. Um, what do you want to do about our YouTube channel, by the way? Because I, I kind of started this on the view that obviously the podcast is going to be posted there. And a couple of people have commented that it's quite nice because they got a YouTube app on their TV. So sometimes if they're doing stuff, they don't want to watch anything. They stick YouTube on the TV and they can listen to the podcast that way. Oh, I just remembered something. I just remembered this. Sorry. I've recently learned that you can get our podcast via the Alexa device, where you can say, hey Alexa, please play the Spurs News podcast. And Alexa will not only say, okay, playing the latest episode of the Spurs News podcast, she will then say the name of the podcast. Oh, we could have so much fun with this. Um... Yeah, tell me about it. I, I mean, I'm <laughs> genuinely thinking about, you know, okay, playing the latest episode of the Spurs News podcast... Alexa is a dumb, silly, silly whore. <laughs> Playing now. <laughs> I, I mean, I could, but I can't. <laughs> Does Alexa say swear words? No, they beep them. Because oh. sometimes I request rap songs and it, it's like she has to read the title out. This is um, <laughs> Beep N Word by. Here we go. This is what we're going to have to. We're going to have to name the episode Soul Campbell. You're a beep, 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 yeah, beep. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely do one. Name that, yeah. Just, just do you know? Try, do you know? Send the some sort of meltdown. Exactly. Yeah, talking about uh, abusing Soul Campbell, uh, yeah. I was at the. I was. I wasn't at the Norwich game, obviously, because I'd, I'd had my uh, uh, test by then. But yeah. uh, I wasn't actually the Brentford game. I wasn't actually feeling that. That uh, I was feeling fine. I was wasn't yeah. feeling bad at all. So obviously, it, it really come on by the top, by the time the weekend came. So I took my daughter to the uh, to the Brentford game. Yeah, I remember. And uh, she. Um, so I said to her, you might hear the odd swear word. So <laughs> don't tell mummy, okay? Like I tell Seb all the time. Don't tell <laughs> And then after 15 minutes, the Soul Campbell song. Oh, no. <laughs> Sugar. Yeah. Right, she's like, what are they what? singing, Dad? They oh, singing I make it about, out, darling. Um, yeah. They are singing a happy, happy song all about uh, sunshine. Here are some headphones I'd like you to wear for the next three to four minutes. <laughs> do, do you know? Yeah. Do you know what I did love though, uh, Sam? Um, yeah. 
they did the stand up if you hate Arsenal's uh, chant. Yeah. And she had this beaming smile on her face and stood up upright oh, in the first yes. course of it she's got it yeah. she gets it mate she yeah, gets it she gets it good girl <laughs> I, I saw the picture you posted her just basically zonked out afterwards i loved that yeah she, yeah we got what, do, what do, a day do you know what I, what I love about layla as well she's she's seven years old but she's proper old school right so <laughs> when we're going to the game we, we, we're just about to get on the, we're at the train station and she's like, oh, Dad, yeah. can I get a word search for the for the stadium if I get a bit bored? Ah, I'm like, yeah, really? you can have a word search if you want. So, I, yeah. so about 15 minutes in, she's like, oh, I feel a little bit bored, Dad. Can I do me word search? So she's yeah. just sitting there doing a word search. And I'm like, that's... Yeah, I mean, like, it's 2021. What yeah. seven-year-old child's happy to sit there doing a word search? No, not mine. <laughs> my, Nah, my my daughter is seven. Like, can I have the iPad, please? I yeah. have several several apps I wish to download and play. <laughs> uh, bloody kids and technology. <laughs> I, I I was the tech guy in my family. That was it. I was the younger one. I was the one who told everyone how to do stuff. And now I've got my daughter schooling me on everything. Mate, that that's it. That's that's only going to get worse. The older you get, no, you no. just you're just going to. I'm at the point now where I just squint it. Like even yeah, last night I was watching a film on TV and I'm trying to mm. pause it to go to the toilet. And I, in the end, it's like kids, can you just pause the TV for me? I don't know how to. I don't know how to pause oh, the television no. now. No, I, I, I tell you what though, there's a Sky Q remote. I don't know if you've got Sky Q and it's like yes. a touch remote. I can't pause the frigging thing on that at all. It's like I hit it and he goes, "Pause play." No, I don't want to pause. I swear it's designed to make me smash the bloody thing. But yeah, kid, straight away it's like you just do this, just do that. Oh, yeah, fine, shut up. You know, whatever. Every time you give me back chat, a present leaves the pile. Just exactly. Yeah. It's Christmas time. Uh, but yeah, so it is time now to head across to the social media for Spurs news, and we will get the questions from fans of the page. Now it's time for your comments from our social media. Something I've thought about recently, and... I, I'm possibly overthinking this. I don't like to say fans when I refer to getting messages because I think people think that I'm always saying that they're fans of us. I like to say fans of the page, fans of the club, fellow fans, stuff like that. Cause I don't know. It feels weird to say fans of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? No, it, just, I don't it feels weird. I can see you. But, Wait, you yeah, say Spurs like, fans? Over to Spurs yeah, fans, yeah, over over our fellow Spurs fans. I do that on a yeah, regular yeah. basis. Yeah. But yeah, it does. If I say like, oh, you know, it's a message from the fans, I'm like, oh, that sounds so cocky. <laughs> I don't, we, have, don't we haven't signed an autograph yet, Sam, have we, Sam? <laughs> no, that kind of sucks. Although I did have someone ask if we did T-shirts. I'm like, why would you want Spurs news on a T-shirt? <laughs> I don't mind signing that, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'll sign it. Yeah, yeah. If you want an autograph, let us know. They're a tenner, right? Um, started on Facebook. We had a, we had a, we've only got one on Facebook from Ryan Miller. Uh, Ryan says, "What are your plans for the Christmas special?" Okay, I'll, I'll come back to that because I haven't talked to you about that yet. So we'll do it on the podcast because. It looks like both our games are cancelled, so yeah. <laughs> we need something to talk about. Um, also, I think there should be a new part of the podcast called Matt Moans, where he can moan on one particular Spurs thing each week. Do you think that would be therapeutic for you? No, because I, yes, I was doing it last week for a bit of fun, oh, and, and I don't I, like I moaning. Uh, yeah, I, I never noticed. I never found last week a problem at all. <laughs> 
Um, my he goes. My moan of the week is how stupid Della's hair looks at the moment. <laughs> if he spent more time training and less time in his multicolored hair, he might actually do something on the page. Ryan, do you know? Are what, you, you know... really insinuating that Delhi does his hair more than he? I mean, at the moment, you know that could be true. But... Uh, do you know I, I, what I love most about that comment? And I don't know if you've seen it on there, but. The... Oh, accusation of being a racist psycho yeah. for saying he's all we kind of hair. Crazy, yeah. crazy. Yeah, I did. I did see that. I, <laughs> I um, yeah. Uh, as a Ventura would say, alrighty then. <laughs> um, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So why yet... are you racist psycho? Um, <laughs> we no, have to, I, we can... I don't. I don't think. If he spent, you know, I did see actually that someone put um, Deli Ali goals in the league this season zero new haircuts three. I was like, oh god, <laughs> has it really reached this stage that it's it's that bad? Um, that I mean, yes, okay, Ryan, you're entitled to your moan of the week. I hope I hope you've enjoyed that. I've read that out for you. Um, Matt will not be doing Matt's moans um, because I, I don't think I could handle that every week. I no, you. I, I don't think I, I felt. Listen, as much as I was messing about, I felt really uncomfortable moaning at all, all you game. You felt uncomfortable all podcast, last I mean. week. Every time I said anything, you went, "Yeah, but we're shit." I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> if I wanted this conversation, I'd have it with anyone on Twitter. <laughs> I speak to you because even when I'm feeling crappy about things, you tend to cheer me up. Oh, listen, I j- honestly, like, I know it's all got that the shit's hit the fan, isn't it, with with with, yeah. with COVID? But yeah, I know that that the the, the the Norwich game. I mean, yeah. I, I know it's bizarrely they had a lot more possession than us over the course of the game, which is yeah, they did, yeah. But it always felt comfortable. It always felt comfortable, and no, I thought so. I think I think they had one chance early on, which I thought they. You know, Pookie probably could have done better with, but Larice saved it quite well. Mm. And I think they had one in the second half. But like I said on this before, Premier League teams they they are gonna get a chance. You know, you could be the best defensive unit in the league, unless you, you were playing us where we couldn't get a shot on target yeah. for freaking. Games. Yeah, but how 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 distant does that feel now? That that yeah, kind of it's, we we are creating chances for fun now. And if we had a striker who knew how to score, we'd we'd have won that game by a lot more. Completely. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Look, I think the things with Kane, it's quite obvious at the moment that, he, that things his form is well off. I mean, that that yeah. time when he tried to chip the goalkeeper, when he tried to chip um, oh, Krul, that's, that's, it that's was routine. Way off. Man, this was yeah. This is like cow's ass with a banjo barn door territory. He is generally so lethal yeah. to see him like this it's like bizarre. it's like he's playing in August in his mind all the time <laughs> yeah yeah it's so true it's so bizarre <clears throat> you just don't expect to see it it's, it's a bit like um, no. you know when he takes a penalty he scores and it's almost like watching him miss penalty after penalty thinking yeah. this what what's this going on with sense. Yeah. Well, um, because we had a Europa Conference League game where he bagged a hat trick really quickly and his finishing was lethal like all three goals he took was like wow you know that's that's kind of Kane of old, bloody hell. Mm. Clearly, <laughs> clearly he's snapped back into some sort of place, and it never happened. I, I generally thought off the back of that he was going to be on the way, and it never never happened. Um, we can question attitude, question everything like that. I think Conte and Charlie's definitely on board and buying into things. Yes, I think as a team we need to get better at creating. And in the last game, like the Norwich game, we did. Mm. Like he had four chances that typically you'd expect him to have bagged at least two. 
<laughs> of those four chances. He had a couple of others as well, but you know they were more marginal. But I can think of four chances in that game where typically you'd expect Kane to score. And you know he's one of those players he takes on shots. So I, it's odd. I've said it before, sometimes a striker needs one to go in off their ass just to go, oh yeah, that's how you score goals. Yeah. I remember now. And then all of a sudden they're hitting them from everywhere. But, but you know, you say you say that, but he scored seven in two, two goals games for England. So yeah, it's not like his form hasn't deserted him, has it? It's just it's almost like it's a psychological thing up barrier well, playing for Spurs, I think. Well, let's, let's work on a theory that he scored those goals in two games for England against opponents probably equal to the equivalent of who Tottenham played when he got the hat trick. Mm, possibly. In terms yeah. of levels, if mm. that makes sense. So you could look at it and go, stat padding, waste of space. No. <laughs> no. Um, you could look at it and go, he, it was important for him to play those games for England to try and find his form. And it was important for him to get those three goals in Euro- Europa Conference League to find his form. But it hasn't worked, and you're right. It's like a it's like a psychological thing. I think he arrived at Tottenham, returned to Tottenham this season, not wanting to be there, and he is finding it difficult to shake that off. That's this is my opinion. This is just I think he got into a mindset of I don't want to be here, therefore I'm not gonna try, you know. Or I'm going through the motion. It might even be a subconscious thing, you know. Like I, you think, you know, oh, I'm here, I'm I'm running around, I'm doing everything, but you only got to look at the stats. He sprinted more in the first game under Conte than he did in the previous five under Nuno. And that was that was together, that, wasn't it? Five yeah, in total. combined. Yeah, no, yeah combined. <laughs> that that is a massive, massive mentality shift right there. And he is now getting chances, and he's having shots. I think it. I mean, you said to me when Conte took it, you were convinced he'd get an absolute hatful, and I wasn't. I'm still not convinced by it, but I can see now that he's having chances that at some point they're going to start it in the back of the net. Because if we keep creating for him, he's too good a player not to, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. But then again, and I, and I will say this, I will caveat that. I, I remember Fernando Torres at Liverpool was probably one of the best strikers I'd ever seen. And that guy just lost it and never got it back. No, he was never the same player at Chelsea. So... So, yeah, it does happen. Yeah. It, it can be that he's just, that's it, done. This is this is the new king. No, don't say that, Sam. <laughs> don't say that, mate. All right. I, I personally think we sign a decent striker in January, he'll look awesome again. Yeah. I, I think he's one of those players that needs something to fight. He needs, like, to be annoyed about it. You know, he needs to be kind of like, oh, right, you're signing another striker. I'll freaking show yes, you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I think he needs that. I think at the moment, there's no one there. Like, he, he's undroppable. Mm. And even Conte's come out and said, like, you know, I'm going to have to rest him, but really, I've got, you know, <laughs> it also have I got. Yeah. Subtle hint, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the Christmas special. Uh, it's always interesting every year what we do with a Christmas special. Uh, typically, we try and get, like, a group of us together. This Christmas special this year is just going to be me and you. Um, because it's our, it's our it's our friggin' show, and all those glory hunters keep trying to get on it, you know, trying to enjoy it. Um, I was thinking one of two ideas, okay? Idea one is if we can get a few more people to like the YouTube page, we can go live, and we can do the podcast live, and people can message in, can interact with us. 
we'd have to record in the evening probably to get the most people involved. Or the other one is we do record in the evening, but me and you start drinking. I mean, we could drink with the live one as well, but it'd probably be even more deadly. I think let's combine the two, mate. Yeah, so drunk, <laughs> Christmas drunk, live, live yeah. via the YouTube channel. Yes, right. I'm, I'm 100% all in for that. All right, um, I will need to do a test on the YouTube channel. I, I know I can go live, but I'm not sure how I do it. Um, I don't. I don't know about you, but I don't overly like being live on camera because if like the camera freezes at any point and you're basically mid talking, you look like a demented chipmunk. <laughs> so I, I don't overly like that. So it probably won't be visually live unless I can get Laura on. Then we all want to see that. No, <laughs> sorry, Laura. I promised I'd stop. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's my Christmas present to her. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'll, I'll look into it. I'll try and refine that, and then next week we'll confirm it. But yeah, that's going to be soon. Yeah, I know um, Christmas is coming very soon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really is. What well, it's the ninth today, so the Christmas special really will be the twenty third. So that's two weeks. Wow. Okay, yeah, I really need to work on that. Okay, <laughs> thanks for the question. Thanks for the heads up. I will get that done. Uh, over on Instagram, the Johnny Stark, who says, given his back-to-back man of the match and his newly shown attacking prowess under Conte, what are your chan- What are the chances of Skip is our best, most important player by the end of the season? He is now. He had a cracking game, didn't he, as well? Any Anyone else who's listened to this podcast a long time, I, I want to sound like a smug bastard for a bit, but hello. <laughs> I called it. I told everybody who would listen he's the king of the world. <laughs> um, I, I am loving watching him play in our first team. I, I sit with this big smile on my face. I watched him do a slide tackle, get back to his feet and complete a pass all in one movement he, against he, Norwich. He did the pass without even getting back on his feet, Sam. Yeah, I, I just... Oh, yes. Nor- Norwich fans, by the way, after the game, absolutely waxing lyrical about him. Just like, oh, really miss him. You know, just just watching him again today, it's like, oh, bloody hell. Uh, <laughs> He's a bit good. And I, I just, yeah, smiling, happy, happy me, happy, happy, happy. Um, I, I think the kid's phenomenal. Uh, the two man of the match performances won't go to his head either, which is something about him which I think is so important. Um, he is ridiculously level-headed and relaxed. Uh, I mean, if he was any more relaxed, I think he'd be asleep. <laughs> he just the kid doesn't get, fat, but he's so competitive. Like he, you see him off the pitch, he's so mild-mannered. He looks like uh, he could generally like if a load of school kids walk past, he could walk in amongst them, and you'd think he was one. Mm-hmm. And yet he goes onto the pitch in the first team of Premier League football. And he just looks like he's been there his whole life. Yeah, that's the and, thing, isn't it? He just looks natural, yeah. doesn't he? And he's and he's getting better all the time with more games and more and more games. He's just going to keep getting better and better and better. And he's backing himself more. Like in youth level, he played through balls, which were the dream, like to die for. And he'd take the ball forward himself with confidence. And the last couple of games, I'm seeing that again. I'm seeing this kid look really confident. Like, oh, I'm here now. This is my role. And if I want to keep this, I need to keep showing that I, you know, I'm the I'm the man. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's great. Love it. <laughs> it's, it also is quite good because now when I talk about a youth player, people don't just go, oh, shut up. You know, genuine. Look, backing it up. Go on, Ollie. No, he's, he, he ducks the real deal now, doesn't he? 
Yeah, good lad. I like him. Um, last week, um, Laura forgot to send us a couple that she had in her messages, and so I saved them for this week. So talk amongst yourselves for a minute because I saved them and now I can't remember where the bloody hell I saved them. There you go. She'll, sh- she'll shout at me again. You, this is what you need your daughter, Sam, to show you where you saved it. Yes, it, it is. Oh, brilliant. One of them is from someone who has their own theme. Welcome back to the show, Island Brother. Now it's time for a comment from Island Brother. I definitely need my daughter to show me how to work this. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do this live because I edit this stuff in. Oh, okay, I really, I really need to think about this. Okay, so Island Brother says, "Hey guys, been a while. Lovely 150th podcast. Really enjoyed that. Those kids are a riot. Don't, don't talk them up. They're arrogant little stuff. All of them." <laughs> Um, so Spurs, huh? Had the first half against Leeds, then the second half. I was positive, then had the game against Mura on my birthday. Joy. It got me thinking of ruined birthdays thanks to Tottenham. So question, what is the worst and best result that Spurs have had on your birthday? Uh, cheers to your health and come on you Spurs. Do you know what? I really don't know. You... On, on my actual birthday, I'm not sure. You know, with, with, I know with, with Spurs, they normally do quite well on my birthday. My birthday's uh, April, April the 19th, yeah. and I've got memories of us beating uh, Chelsea 2-1. Do you remember when Lennon oh, that scored that, um, yes, that volley? what a game that, that was. That was on my birthday. Uh, what else have we had? That was a great game. Yeah. That was when Robbie King put the defender on his ass like, with a step over. Yeah, that that's hilarious. right. Yeah, I, I, so yeah, I've had some cracking. I don't seem to, I don't seem to spoil my birthday that often. No, they did me once, um, but then again, I don't know if spoils are right. We lost to Arsenal on my birthday. Oh, that that's yeah, that sucked. Mm. Um, but it was it was at a time where losing to Arsenal was pretty routine. To be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember I remember that because it was my birthday, and one of my friends is a gooner, and from for my birthday present, he wasn't allowed to mention it. <laughs> um, it's like you haven't got me anything, so this is your gift to me. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I can't think of it. I, I unfortunately can't think of it. I do share my birthday with Eric Dyer, which I like. Fifteenth of January. Oh, awesome. I like that. Eric Dyer, you know, he loves me. Unfortunately, you got a few years on him though, Sam. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> God, that was uncalled for. Is that when Laura came on here and said I was fifty? <laughs> uh, well, we all know. Just that's just called projecting. Um, the next one is from Jack. Hang on. Jack RH93. I wonder if that means he was born in 93. Jack, if you were born in 93, you're exactly 10 years younger than me. I was born in 83. Uh, Hi, guys. Thanks for addressing the stadium naming rights situation in the podcast recently. I've been wondering about that. Is there anything new on this? No. There you go. (laughs) Yes, that was quick. I knew that one. Come on. Um, My question is, what could potentially happen as a result of the developing news about Paratici? Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, thanks guys great podcast greetings from New Hampshire that's in America wow that's not Hampshire that's New Hampshire New Hampshire yeah that's that's they, they have the like primary where they decide basically who's going to be president um, wow yeah okay alright well thank you from New Hampshire wow I always feel quite a global audience um 
Yeah, Fabio Paratici's situation is an interesting one. Uh, interesting because at the moment there isn't a great deal of actual detail. There's the accusations that have been made public. There's the fact the police have said you know they, they're investigating. And now we wait, basically. Um, the Italian legal system and police system is very different to the one that I know and understand. Um, it would appear that in Italy you can be prosecuted for murder whilst holding the gun, doing a dance, I killed the bitch, and still not go to jail because you can tie the court up in appeals every couple of months because there's no limit to your appeal system. I don't fully understand how Italian police and justice works, but it is a little bit bizarre. Um, The club don't appear to be phased by it. I'm guessing Paratici didn't just have that media storm land and then walk into the office with Daniel Levy and go, hey, forget about it. Forget about it. Hey, what? For me, hey. I think that's exactly how it happens, sir. Yeah, that is word for word. It's like like I've transported you there. (laughs) Um, God, there comes another five or six complaints. <laughs> Will you stop doing Italian accents? Hey, whoa, hey, whoa, easy. Um, apparently, that's more New Jersey. But anyway, um, <laughs> I got to stop watching The Sopranos before I podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it would appear they must have known. Um, the, the thing that kind of ties the club in a little bit is part of the investigations that's going on is the finances around. Uh, Cutie Romero's deal. Um, it, if you look at it, it does look sus. Um, so he was a Juventus player loaned to Atalanta. Atalanta had a deal to sign him, and Atalanta triggered that, then sold him to us, but didn't actually sell him to us, loaned him to us with an agreement to buy. It's very complicated. Like you look at it and you go, if I was to look at a transfer and go, well, that looks suspicious. This one just screams it. Yeah, it's got the word money laundering in there, hasn't it? It really does, doesn't it? So, I I work in financial services. It's one of those deals. You go, nope, (laughs) no, 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 thank you. Pass that to somebody else's desk. I'm going home. Um. So yeah, it it kind of smacks it. Now, of course, that doesn't mean there's anything dodgy, but. We as a club have done some stuff in the past which have raised a few eyebrows. I remember we were one of the first clubs to do a deal with like a pre-contract and then go to the club and say, hey, this player's worth about 10 million, but he's out of contract, so we're going to sign him in the summer for free or we can give you a million now. And the club be like, you bastards. <laughs> um, we were one of the first to do that. Um, there was also a situation with um, a player where the club had a sell-on clause so we signed two players from them and put one transfer down as free and added money to the other transfer. Jesus. <laughs> um, which again raised a few eyebrows. And by the way, that's been going on for quite some time because the deal I'm talking about is Ben Davis and Michelle Vorm. Um, and that is still in the court of arbitration for sport. Wow. <laughs> it's still ongoing. So we, we as a football club, regardless of Paratici, have been known to be... Um, a little bit sly we've not broken rules but we've been a little bit uh, creative yeah. in how we conduct our transfer business and in the summer the vast majority of fans were applauding the creativity of Mr Paratici by getting these loans with agreements because everyone knew we didn't have any money this summer whereas after a year of the stadium being full again 
as anyone who looked at our accounts will know, we do. Yeah. <laughs> we do now. We're good now. <laughs> we can spend a bloody fortune if we wanted to. We won't, but we could. <laughs> hey, uh, but yeah. So so that's all there now, and we all applauded. Hey, that's really good going. I don't think any of us quite realised that you know Cuti Romero was actually technically on the books at Juventus. And they'd done a deal to sell him for X and Atalanta are basically making about 30 million on top of that by literally getting him to sign one bit of paper on day one, then this next bit of paper on day two. Um, There's something odd about all of that. And if it is a case that there's some agents and some people possibly parodied you have lined their pockets for it, then that will come out because it's been investigated now. Um, Hopefully... It doesn't, because obviously I think we've needed a director of football, someone to take that side of it away from Daniel Levy for some time. His first window, I was impressed. I know some people, the, the jury's still out, and that's fine. Uh, that's fine. I, I was personally impressed. I think January's going to be a, a even bigger challenge, and I do think we have to do business. I don't think we can afford not to. Um, so, yeah, um, it's going to be interesting. It would be Sod's Law and very Tottenham if we finally get one that looks really good and he gets jailed. <laughs> that, the, the, old, the, the, old, the, the new Spursy <laughs> getting COVID, <laughs> director of football jailed. <laughs> that that is that will be the moment when the Amazon documentary filmmakers will be like, for yeah, fuck's please, sake. Please, please let us come back. Please. <laughs> yeah, no. We were over here with this stupid lot who just lose the odd game to make Spurs happy and look where we could be. Yeah. Did you think? Do you think you'll watch that when it airs? If they do, if they have a really dreadful season, then yeah. absolutely. I mean, there's really six games I can watch them lose. So you know, yeah, yeah, in the true. league, yeah, fair, uh, yeah, fair point. Yeah, all right, I'll look. The out. worst, the worst the season is the more I'll be inclined to watch it. So basically, Amazon are working on profiteering from the Arsenal fan TV model. Basically, yeah, <laughs> hoping that they crash and burn because the vast majority of people love to see. That. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, just on that, just very quickly before we wrap up, because I think doing a podcast on Spurs and stuff like that, we have noticed with us that if Tottenham do badly, the fans don't really want to listen to Tottenham content. They just want to go, do you know what? I want to forget everything about football for a bit. And so our, our listening figures go down. When Tottenham are doing well and we're winning games, our listening figures get a bump because everyone wants to consume like, yeah, this is great. We want to really consume it. Like the Arsenal fan TV thing, if Arsenal lose, like they lost to Everton, I think it was the other day, like a yeah. last minute goal. That's right. Um, Arsenal fan TV got like inundated, like they were swamped, and that's fans from every other club just basically wanting to watch them melt down. <laughs> you know, Arsenal fan TV and chill, but it's like it's not brilliant. just Tottenham fans. It's like everybody. It's like every other club in the country just doesn't like them and loves watching their fans have some sort of meltdown. That, and that's what it is, Sam, isn't it? Because, look, when we when we, when we lose, you know, yeah. and, and thankfully we're not doing so much of that very recently, you know, yeah. we kind of normally a little bit diplomatic about it, aren't we? So yeah, yeah. from, are, from a yeah. rival point of, rival fans' point of view, it'd probably be quite dull listening to us just being quite diplomatic about us losing. Yeah. But when you, when you see team especially Arsenal you know for us Tottenham yeah, fans yeah. it's the ultimate isn't it when you see a meltdown and kicking furniture and just it's brilliant I just love it I, honestly I just I, my jaw aches I'm smiling watching them melting down like you know and especially when yeah. you know it's going to happen so this one they, they've gone one nil up and they'll go mad you just think I just can't wait to watch it at the end <laughs> it's no, brilliant I know, I know. yeah it, it, I mean this is the thing as well I kind of look at it and go 
oh, this is so bad. But then if we beat them, I'm like, one of the first things I do is, here we go. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to love this. I'm going to love it. Yeah. I, um, yeah. It's bad, I suppose. It's not. It's, um, it's, it's good. Because they, they, look, they, when they went above us in the league for, what, a couple of weeks this season, we didn't yeah, last yeah. of it, did we? You know, they deserve it. That's what they get. Don't worry about that. So. <laughs> but yeah, the, my, my point is that the guys behind Arsenal fan TV literally have made a living and oh, yes. become famous in a way out of Arsenal not doing well. Yeah, and they, they, they try to, de- they try to deny it. Yeah, they try to so deny that's, it. That's, so. a, that's a, bizarre, it's a bizarre thing that they've all become sort of semi-famous in a way and made a bloody fortune out of it. Yeah. But basically the team they support falling over <laughs> if Arsenal suddenly started winning everything all the time their viewing figures would be in the toilet it'd plummet wouldn't it <laughs> yeah so there must be part of them that thinks come on everyone get that last minute going, yes <laughs> we're in the money we're in the money but anyway uh, that is our podcast for this week uh, big thank you to everybody for listening um, we will be back next week and then the following week is the Christmas special uh, until then my friend hope you, hope you get well soon cheers take care sir Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description.